What's up, everyone? Episode 101 coming at you Tuesday night, regular time, as not as always, but regular time tonight. This is your host, Graham Powell, co host Bradley Brown. Say what's up, Brad. What's happening? Lots of things, and we'll get to that in a bit. First, quick shout out to our sponsor, Rhino Races. Check out my shirt here. Uh, Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races a 5K, 10K, half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. Sign up for one or all five of their races at rhinoraces.com. Run your race at your convenience. Track it with your fitness app of choice. Screenshot your results as proof of completion. Once your results are verified by Rhino Races staff after you submit them uh, under the submit results section at rhinoraces.com, by the way. Uh, once you do that and your results are verified by Rhino Races staff, your award will be shipped to you by mail. Also, check out their gear section for T-shirts, wristbands, decals, and more. That's rhinoraces.com. Rhino Races is the premier virtual running series, and you can find us, Shoe Booty Sports, on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at Shoe Booty Sports. Let's start with the Razorback game, get that out of the way. I will say I only caught the very end of it. I, it went... I didn't even try to find it on the radio, really. I was coming back from Jonesboro, so... A good hour and a half or so from Cabot. So not the local sports station up there. I didn't, I I took a split second to try to find it. And after about a minute or so, I was like, eh, I'm good. I know how this is going to go. So I come back, I check my phone on the way as I'm getting close to home. I'm like, yeah, going about as expected. So I get home and I turn on the game. And I saw KJ throw a nice touchdown pass. And that was pretty much it. That was the highlight. I did like the uniform combo. I like the white helmet with the red hog, the red jersey. It was a sharp look to play there in Dallas. But playing A&M, A&M has won 11 of the last 12, I believe it is, against Arkansas. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it feels like. It didn't feel like that long ago when Petrino was beating A&M three times in a row, but I guess it was. Uh, I, I guess I blocked out all those 11 games over the last 12 years. But yeah, the game went about like I thought it would. Uh, give me your take on it, because all I saw was the end and people's comments, which sounded more or less like the same. The big, The big takeaway for me was, I saw that the penalties had been cut down significantly. When I tuned in, which was toward the end of the game, Arkansas had no penalties. So I got to give them credit there, but that's about the only positive thing I can say. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch the whole game. I picked up on it in the second half. I was out at the uh, Pinnacle Golf Course watching the LPGA event over the weekend. Uh, I was lucky enough to get some tickets uh, to an all-inclusive area, free free booze and food, and they had some TVs there, so we got to watch the game. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of what I thought it was going to be. I'm kind of surprised we kept it within 12 points. Um, it's just the lack of imagination with the play calling is what really got me just. I don't I don't get it, man. I don't know what Dan's thinking most of the time, but he I don't think he's thinking the right right thing. Um you cut out there a yeah. little bit. I think you said lack I of guess, imagination. Is that what you said? Yeah, Dan's lack of imagination with the play calling. Uh yeah, I don't know if he's just getting these calls from a magic eight ball or what, but they're all terrible. Um 
yeah disappointed to say the least like at least we you know weren't heavily penalized but then again yeah we couldn't really move the ball anyways so it's kind of how i thought it would go luckily we only kept them you know within 12 so but yeah you say you say that it was a it was like 34 16 or something i think it was when i actually tuned in or, or, no, or no it was uh it was a two score game and it felt like a two score game the whole way yeah. and well yeah. i guess it was at 12 points but it just felt like it, it i mean arkansas wasn't anywhere close but it's like you said i i, I guess that's a good thing i mean this is where we're at we're we're looking at it and saying well at least they didn't get beat by more than 12 like that's where that's where we've gotten we're wasting we're wasting kj we're wasting him man we are this is uh this is an unfortunate year i almost wish he would have now i don't think he's a, a starter at the next level i don't think he's maybe he makes an nfl rossi and more of like a practice squad quarterback i don't think he's I don't think he's accurate enough or reads the defense quick enough to play at the next level. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see that. Because that's that's but. KJ's thing. He at Arkansas, and that's why he's successful, is he processes the play. He reads the yeah. whole play, hangs on the ball longer than he should, and makes the right decision. And he could get away with that these last two years. Has not been able to get away with it this year. We've covered this. The line's not good. It's, I almost hate that he came back. But then again, where are you going to go? And also, imagine how bad we would be without him. Now, Jacoby Criswell and the drive or whatever or two I saw him looked good. I mean, he looked like a player. Yeah. I knew he could play at Moralton, led them to a state championship, I believe. And I believe that's when I was either toward the end of my reporting career or I was just out of it and I was still kind of keeping tabs on it. I remember him as a player, like he was a big time recruit coming out of Arkansas, but you never know how that pans out. Some have, some have worked out, some haven't. Uh, he looked good from what I saw, but I don't think anybody would look good on, on that offense. It's yeah. Can't protect the quarterback. I didn't see much of the, all I saw was the stats. They could do nothing on the ground. Made no difference with Rocket Sanders being back. All that happened was his average dri or dropped significantly. Yeah, he he had a good what screen pass that went for like thirty yards or something like that. That was about the only highlight I seen for Rocket. Yeah, I didn't even see that, and I didn't I didn't care to look at any of the highlights. Uh, the all, my favorite thing out of it though, I am here for all of the. The memes about having a 6'3", 250-pound quarterback uh, lining up in the shotgun and just the – I've seen the Impractical Jokers one, the one with Ben Affleck with a cigarette and just the heavy side. That's my favorite. Yeah. Genuinely enjoyed that. I am liking the memes com coming out of it. I didn't hear what Pittman had to say or anything after. I don't care to. Uh, great guy. Not, nothing against him, but – you guys got beat again. It went like I thought it would. I don't need to know why it happened because I could have told you that. Essentially, it was going to go down that way before the game itself. So I, I don't need to hear anything after the fact. He'll be back another year. Uh, I don't. If they don't win another game, I think he'll be back another year. This is your checks guy. 
and they'll give him another shot and say, I mean, get it right this year. We're going to look somewhere else. And I don't know that he's going to be able to write that, write the ship, uh, next year either. That remains to be seen. A lot would have to happen between now and then, but this is going to be a, a rough year. I think the only other, the only game Arkansas will be favored in is that one against the non-conference opponent. Can't even remember who it was. You, what I mean, what about Mississippi State? You think will be favoring that one? I don't think so. Now, I mean, they they played. Now we played LSU tight. We could play Ole Miss. I would not be surprised if the Ole Miss game was competitive. I, I wouldn't be either. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost by fifty points. I think Ole Miss drops at least forty on us with that offense. Yeah. I think they drop at least forty on us. And I don't know that we can match that. You know, I, I think that Ole Miss's defense is good enough to where they're going to be able to get pressure on KJ. And as good as KJ can be, KJ's not a guy that's – he's not his best when you're asking him to throw it 40 and 50 times a game. He's not that quarterback. He's going to have three interceptions if you ask him to throw it 50 times a game, especially with that offensive line. What makes KJ a good player is his threat to run. It's his, it's that option to run, it's that threat to run. That's what lead, that's what gets receivers open. And if they know that he's just going to have to drop back and pass, uh, they're in trouble. Now, I mean, he could yeah. continue to move the chains by running, but I mean, at some some point you're going to have to throw it. And especially if you can't get the running game going, it's just it's setting him up to fail. It's setting your quarterback up to fail. It's like you said, we're kind of wasting. This season, I you had high hopes for KJ and this team coming into the season. I had them as a nine-win team. That's with the bowl game. That's not the regular season. That was winning the bowl game because uh, KJ has shown he can do that these last two years. But I don't see him getting to a bowl game. I, I see one other win on the schedule. Maybe they surprise somebody and beat like a Mississippi State or even a Missouri, but I don't see them beating Missouri. I, I yeah. think it's be interesting to see how their game turns out this weekend at home against LSU. So that'll probably be a fun one to watch. The Missouri is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Missouri. I mean, they're five and oh, I mean, they haven't had a tough schedule by any means to this point, but they are, they've won five games. They, this is a, this is the test though. This is a real test. You're going to have an LSU team. That's, Probably a little pissed off coming into this week, and that was a great that was a great game by the way. I did watch that whole game, the LSU Ole Miss game, very entertaining. Yeah, that was a fun one. Very entertaining. Uh, the guy, the Ole Miss fan student on the goalpost after the game, climbing up there <laughs> and then doing the flip off that did not land cleanly, but he seemed just fine. No. I'm guessing he wasn't completely sober for that. Which I, I would hope not, because then it would just probably wasn't any sober. It was probably I mean he not one bit. I, I'll give him like a a little bit just because he was able to. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um, if he, anything, it was... he still had the yeah still had the right amount of motor skills to get himself on top of the post and somewhat balance. Yeah, and then so. kissing the goalpost as he was uh, straddling it up there as he cl climbed it. Yeah, that was that was a fun part of the post game. The guy will live in infamy now on the internet. 
uh, but it playfully so. Nothing, nothing to be ashamed about. I would think maybe the parents aren't so proud, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that camera phones weren't really a thing when we were around, like you know that age. That's uh, very glad. Yeah, I'm very pleased with that. And social media wasn't social media was a thing, but it was just starting when we were in college, yeah. and you couldn't do stuff like that, like upload video like right away and things like that. We had Facebook, and that was kind of it. And then Twitter came along a little. It was more so Twitter got big. I like toward the end of college from my recollection, but getting off topic now, that was the most entertaining game. Uh, what did you, what are the games stood out to you? Cause that, that was really the most memorable for me. Just the LSU Ole Miss game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The one that comes to mind was, uh, the USC Colorado game. Uh, just because I had USC to cover the spread and they had they had it covered going into the fourth quarter and then somehow let Colorado score like 21 unanswered points. Uh, so thanks, USC, for losing me my money. Well, it's a Lincoln Appreciate Riley it. coach team. You know, it's not going to be the most uh, defensively sound team, but they're going to be very sound on offense. Uh, Caleb Williams, uh, Shadur Sanders put on a clinic as far as statistics go. Caleb Williams threw six touchdown touchdown passes the highlight i saw of him you know rolling left and then uh throwing just uh you know like twisting his body and throwing it and just throwing it on a dart beautiful throw but peter king made a good pointer or this week too i guess it was monday yesterday him you look at the two you look at caleb williams shador sanders and he was really praising shador sanders it Shador Sanders has, you know, very few, very little time to make his throws. Uh, Caleb Williams had about seven and a half, ten, ten seconds to make his throw, to make that throw. You know, he scrambled a little bit and made the throw. Caleb Williams is behind a much better offensive line and just on a better, much better team than Shador Sanders is. So it makes what Sanders did more impressive. But yeah, statistically, looking at those numbers, uh, very impressive by those two, uh, Sanders and Caleb Williams. You expect that from Caleb Williams, but uh, Shador Sanders is, you can't say he's back in the Heisman mix, but statistically, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something to pay attention to as the season progresses, especially if Colorado can start winning some games again. I mean, you'll quickly yeah. forget about these losses because it's still pretty early in the season. If they put on a clinic, to, clinic toward the end, I don't know. He might make a trip to New York. We'll see. I don't think he does, but yeah, we'll see. I don't think he does either, but yeah, I mean, it, it's something to think. I mean, his his numbers are going to be very good, I would think. I don't know. They, they played the two toughest opponents they're going to play, you know, in that conference, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they got them out of the way. I mean, his his numbers are going to explode. And he did that against USC. And that was a big, you know, that's a big-time game. A lot of people tuned into that. I did not because it was an early game and I was on the road. But, I mean, I paid attention to the statistics. Yeah. And numbers which, don't lie. What you think about Notre Dame squeaking out another one this weekend at Duke? I wasn't surprised. It was <laughs> – the score wise, it was very comp comparable to last week, right? Just uh, yeah. they were on the winning side of it. 
I'm not sold on Duke. Uh, Duke is, they're a good team, but Clemson should have beaten them. There were two or three times Clemson had the ball inside the 10 in their, their game and should have, should have scored and gave it away. That was as awful of a football game as I've ever seen a Dabo Sweeney coach team. And I mean, he, he said that in the president, like, I've never been a part of anything like that. That was bad. I mean, that, that was an atrocious showing from Clemson. So Duke should have really lost that game, but they didn't, they won. And I mean, Notre Dame's a good team, not a great team, but a good team. I don't think there's a great team in college football this year. Georgia, I mean, Georgia's, no. Georgia's had a scare. Georgia's not near as dominant. No, the hell they got scared by Auburn. Yeah. And Hugh Freeze can coach, though. I mean, we've seen that. He he outcoached, you know, our Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks last year while he was at Liberty and route to that. Liberty. Yeah. So you knew he could, you you know what he can do. You know what he's going to do with that, you know, Auburn's players. They're going to be competitive and they're only going to get better as long as he can stay out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, future's probably looking bright at Auburn. But, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, Notre Dame's a good team. Uh, not a great team. I think not having a great team in college football is good for college football, though. I think it makes things more interesting. So I, I'm more intrigued. that There's not a dominant Georgia or a dominant Alabama. I'm more interested. I'm more interested when the playoff rolls around. I'm not going to be able to look and say, "All right, these two SEC teams are going to win and then meet in the championship game," or, or yeah. whatever it is. I, I'm. I'd be interested to see how this shakes up. How this shakes up. You know, as we progress through the season. I uh, saw so Michigan got it done, and. Typical Michigan fashion. I think they scored 45 points. They got out of the 30s, but it was still like, I still looked like, yeah, it's still a Michigan score. Yeah. Michigan Big Ten score. All right. Anything anything else from college football weekend? Uh, No, not that I can think of. Well, before we jump to basketball and some big news and trades there, tell us about the LPGA event. Where was it? Uh, how was it, et cetera? Give us a rundown. Uh, the LPGA event this weekend was at a Pinnacle Golf Club uh, there in Rogers. It's uh, in a pretty bougie part. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice. Uh, I think all three days you had great weather. Got a little warm over the weekend. Um, but, yeah, it, it was fun. There's always a pretty good showing out there. Um, you pretty much have free access to the course. Some of it is roped off, but it's usually a pretty good time. Uh, and they have lots of stuff, uh, you know, for the kids to do. If you, if you bring them along as well, um, you bring yours along. I, yeah. I brought all mine along. Yeah. Every single non one of them. So, there you go. but yeah, it was a good time. I strongly suggest if you have the opportunity to, to go do it, tickets are usually pretty cheap. Um, uh, I always have friends I have that have access to free tickets, so I get to luck out each year. So, yeah, pretty good time. 
highly suggest it. I'll say, wow, that's nice. Um, I don't have access to free tickets. I'm not one of those friends, by the way. But, all right, touched up on some golf. Haven't done that in a while, so good job there, Brad. Now let's talk a little Let's talk a little hoops. We're getting closer to basketball season, which, as Razorback fans, we're looking forward to at this point because football is all but lost. I'll be watching uh, Saturday night at – is it in Fayetteville? Or is that is it or is it in Oxford? Oh, uh, it's in Oxford. Okay, six thirty game. By the way, before we jump to basketball, we'll do this real quick. Uh, score prediction: Arkansas will miss Saturday football. We're talking about everyone. Primetime uh, game. Forty-five twenty-one. Ole Miss. I was like, you know, you don't even have to say. We know, but uh, yeah, I. I I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to go 48. I'm going to go 48, 31. 48, 31 Rebels. I feel semi-good about that. that. That's a good score prediction from you, but I almost went in the 50s, but I was like, eh, yeah. they'll get just under that, I think. All right, 48, 31 Rebels. Okay. Basketball, NBA, they've had their media days now or already. What'd you think of Jimmy Butler's uh, emo style? And he he that was on point, wasn't it? And I think he had a long black coat and combat boots. If it was emo style, I didn't know what he was going for, emo or cross dresser. Didn't, it was didn't know. That was definitely that was two thousand seven. Uh, that was two thousand eight AF. Like I mean, you look in a high school yearbook. Uh, yeah, that that's <laughs> that's what that's what you see is what Jimmy yeah. Butler was dressed as. That that was perfect. Little little uh, but very comical. Loved it. He just he's kind of done that. I saw his uh, saw what he did last year too, a picture of it, and it was not that, but it was. I like this this one too. It shows Jimmy Butler's got some personality. Uh, but. And I saw AD Anthony Davis's comments about uh, the Nuggets talking after winning a championship and saying that they're keeping receipts or whatever he said. Um, I, I like I, the I think the Lakers are going to be better. I don't remember who they're who they signed that I liked. It, it was a month or two ago now. I, I don't remember, but I remember thinking like, okay, I think the Lakers are going to be a little bit better. Yeah, but they're not going to be as good as the Nuggets. I mean, come, come on. Uh, you can keep all the receipts you want. Uh, that Denver team is still as good as, as or is better than anybody in the West. The East, they are doing everything they can to be on that level, and a couple of teams, I think, are or are at least pretty close. Uh, the big news: Dame Lillard going to the Bucks. Uh, Bucks traded Drew Holiday, and uh, I think Grayson Allen too. Some other players. And it was a package deal. Um, like Drew Holiday didn't end up in Portland. Uh, ended up in Boston. Ended up getting sent to Boston. So I think Boston's better now. Now you're missing Robert Williams. Like you're not going to have a big, you know, that can match up with like a, a an MB, an Embiid or you know a big man down low. But 
you know, he, he's been hurt on and off too. He, it's, he's had trouble staying healthy. You've got three legitimate guys in Boston that can go off on any given night. Uh, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Andrew Holiday. I really like what the Celtics have done. And I like this move by the Bucks. I like it's I liked the Bucks as is because it, their thing, they just couldn't stay healthy. Chris Middleton couldn't stay healthy. But I mean, Dame is Dame is a game changer, you know. Uh, I like Drew Holiday, but yeah, I really I like this move by the Bucks. Or, are they up there with the Nuggets now? Can they beat the Nuggets with this team? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if if those guys can stay if Chris Middleton can stay healthy and Giannis, I mean it's I think they are I think they're right up there. Now now we'll see. I I would still take Denver. I think just because Jamal Murray, uh, kind of being the X factor, not not really the X factor, but is a little bit along with just the role players. It's a good matchup, though, if, if we'll see it. You know, if we actually see that, that would be. But we are way way off from that. It's been interesting. Uh, these moves, I like. I like those two teams in the East, though. I like Milwaukee. I like Boston. I very, I still very much like uh, Denver in the West. I like them as my favorites, you know, to win the whole thing. Early favorites to win the whole thing, way early. But the Lakers have gotten better, and I know, it's going to be fun. And we're not that far off. We're essentially just over a few weeks away now from the NBA tipping off. So, going to be fun to see. I don't know when college basketball starts, but. I do look forward to that, considering how fo- the football season has gone. Yeah, so for sure. So look, looking forward to that. Okay, um, MLB playoffs have gotten underway tonight. I will tune in when the World Series starts, or if I notice there's a competitive game, elimination game going, I'm I'll keep an eye on some of the scores. Uh, some of the jerseys have looked cool from just what I've seen today. Uh, like Minnesota's, like the like the Twins, the Twin City jerseys. That look that look pretty dope. I like that. But the the kind of usual teams lately have been in it or that are still in it. Uh, see the Phillies are in it. Um, I mean Miami. You know the Mar- they're playing the Marlins right now, up three nothing, top of the seventh. Kind of your usual teams. Uh, yeah. let let's do a quick World Series pick and then. Win it all. Who who you got? Or do you do you know enough about the teams that are in it to make a Man, educated uh, prediction? I am. I'm just pulling for the Orioles. All you know, all or nothing, man. Why? Just because they're you're not used to seeing. Just because they're hardly ever good, and they are good <laughs> this year. <laughs> That's true. I I I can respect and get that. I, I, I kind of am too, you know, at least coming out of, you know, the American league. I, I don't have a, I don't care who wins it. Uh, my car, this has been a, a season yeah. I've not paid very much attention to because my team has been terrible. Like it's weird yep. seeing the St. Louis Cardinals at the bottom of the central, even in their down years, they're, 
third, you know? To see them at the very bottom, one of the worst teams in the league, it's embarrassing. Uh, Heads need to roll there in St. Louis, and they will soon. That fan base won't put up with this uh, for long. So, right the ship in a hurry now. But please, yeah, so, so <laughs> yes. So you've just so you you're. Are you going with Baltimore more, or that's just who you're pulling for? That is who I'm pulling for. All right, I'm gonna go Braves Astros, and I got the Braves winning in six. I'm gonna go the safe yeah. six. Yeah. Definitely not rooting for the Astros at any capacity. So. Definitely, definitely not either. I've never pulled for the Braves. I've always held it against them that yeah. they were the team of the '90s. You always could like who you didn't know exactly who was going to come out of the American League, but you knew the Braves were going to be there from the National League, and you knew the Braves were always going to lose because they lost yeah. every year except for that one year. What was it? Ninety-seven. 96, 97, where they, they beat Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they found, they got one, they finally got one. And it was about time with that pitching staff, that probably the, the best rotation ever, at least uh, since I've been alive by far, uh, Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz. But yeah, the Braves finally got one. I've always kind of held that against them because you knew that they were, they were going to be the team from the National League to get there and lose. Uh, I remember the Blue Jays beating them, the Twins, I mean, just on and on. You know, the Kirby Puckett years, the Joe Carter years. That's still the my favorite memory, probably baseball memory, was Joe Carter hitting a walk-off against Atlanta to, to beat the Braves in 93-4, something like that. Uh, pr- probably my favorite baseball memory there. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Braves. They have the best roster. They have they have had the best roster all year, and I think they get it done in six games. And I think Houston's still going to be the team to beat to come out of there. I wouldn't be surprised if Houston doesn't make it there, but I would be surprised if the Braves don't. Braves don't. So my picks there. Okay, uh, pro football. Touch up on that now. We haven't even touched up on that. We're running out of time here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, apparently, I saw an article right before I got on here about him not or trying to, you know, he's attacking rehab and trying to make a comeback this season. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if the Jets are in contention, we'll see maybe but even then if they're in contention i mean yeah you plug in rogers if he can go but you definitely don't rush that guy back no well how about zach wilson yeah that was gonna be the next thing i said um you know chiefs chiefs jets game did tune into that uh of course taylor swift was there so you got the predictable (laughs) taylor swift uh camera pan Every time something, yeah. every time the Chiefs did something good, cutting off end zone <laughs> celebration dances to watch Taylor Swift hug some rando in the box. So, yeah, pretty entertaining. Or, yeah, and I just like that there was a, I mean, there was a group of celebrities up there with her, but it was the Taylor Swift show. You know, like I mean, 
you had Wolverine there. You had uh, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively. I mean, you had a crew there, and nobody even mentioned them. It was just just Taylor Swift, right? Did you see the meme during the game with uh, Taylor talking to Brittany Mahomes saying, why does your husband keep throwing it to the wrong team? I did. Pretty good. It's, it's awesome. Pretty, Pretty good. And I know this is going to happen. I'm not going to act like I'm just overly uh, annoyed by this. Like I, I go into it knowing if Taylor Swift is at the game, the camera's going to go to her. Yeah. And then, then on the first commercial break, we get the very first commercial. The first commercial break is an advertisement for her new movie coming out. And then the second commercial break, we get a live shot of Times Square with guess what? That commercial airing. <laughs> on the big billboard in Times Square. Like, it, I don't know, man. It's it's all weird, man. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't, know if was... I, I don't know if I'm believing the true love. It might just be some big marketing scheme. but uh, Or it's just uh, a very business savvy person saying, hey, let's uh, let's turn this into a business it opportunity. It, it could very <laughs> well. I, I don't put it past her to do that. Uh, you don't get to be the biggest star in the world by being an idiot or untalented. So uh, I, I could definitely see that. Hey, let's do this one. We got eyes and ears, you know, all over this game. I could see that. But yeah, Chiefs get it done. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is still him. Showed that at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, what, Cost me a anytime touchdown on that slide. Uh, smart play, but man, if he could have just had a rushing touchdown at any point in that game. Had a small wager on that just to make it fun, but as I'm only at like two dollars, so I it was the it was hundred percent the correct play. Uh, you got to do that smart play. Yes, it was. I would have taken that. I, I would have no way had the Jets. Uh, you know, with within that covering the spread. Did I say that right? Yeah, you said it okay. right. I was like, I'm not, I'm not a gambler, so I, I know the terminology, but I haven't used it in a while. I was like, did I say that correct? All right. Yes, good, completely the correct play. Uh, let's talk about Zach Wilson. Uh, looked played very played well. I mean, played yeah, well. Confident. He made, yes, he made some throw. He, he made some throws. I was like, all right, that's a that's a big boy throw right there. Yeah. Uh, the one in the end zone where he's kind of hiding, you know hiding the ball after the the fake handoff and then throwing it to was it Azuma yeah the tight end for the touchdown uh, he he made good decisions it this was this is night and day you can tell that Rodgers has had a significant effect just uh, as far as learning from him seeing how he does things you can tell Rodgers has worked with him as far as hey this is what you do in this situation is that yeah? Zach Wilson played well. Yep. Uh, I I was I was impressed. I was impressed by his play, and yeah, I, I I'm I found myself rooting for the kid. You know, like I I don't want to see him fail. Yeah, I, I found myself rooting for the guy. Like I want to see him play well. I want to see the Jets have a chance. And but w what's really stood out to me? Not only his play, but what really stood out to me. And this was night. This is night and day compared to the Zach Wilson we saw last year. Uh, how did he handle the press conference and the questions? Like this game, he took, and it was not his fault. I mean, he had, he had that fumble 
or, or, or mm-hmm. he just dropped the snap. And yeah, it was a mistake. But Zach Wilson balled out before that. And but to com- take complete ownership like he did, say that's on me. And just talked about how his teammates played their tails off, and like he's got to he's got to do his part, and he didn't, and just t- shouldered all the blame, fell on the sword, did what any great leader would do. And not saying he's a great leader yet, but that's what any great leader would do, you know, fall on the sword, take the blame, shoulder the blame, and it made me think of last year. Uh, when he was the the reason they were losing games, and a reporter essentially brought that up, and he was just he was I think he was more so just perturbed by the question, and just just you know the reporter asking it, and he was just annoyed by it, so he was just answering it with emotion rather than uh, you know uh, critical thinking or just any amount of thinking, and just said no, like it essentially yeah. wasn't the reason. Uh, n- night and day, night and day difference, man. Uh, looked like a handled the press conference like a vet. I was I was pleased with what I saw from him. I'm gonna be. I went into that game wondering almost how, like I guess I'll tune into this game just to see the Chiefs play. Like I I was not excited about the game at all. Uh, before the season, I would have been very excited about it if uh, yeah. Rogers were playing, of course, but. I was not excited about the game going into it as the game continued. I, I was cooking, I think, I, and I, I would see the score, and I'd be like, okay, this is all right. This is a game. And then I just found myself in there glued to the TV and watching Zach Wilson play. Uh, very yeah. pleased with what I saw from him. Um, hopefully, for the Jets' sake, more of this, more of this from him down the road. Does he continue with this? Yes. Yeah, 100% believe it. And you can see his confidence growing. And I think the difference there is they're ter- they've turned him loose. Like, you're not going to get a guy com- comfortable, familiar with the offense by being a game manager. You have to turn him loose. You got to let him go. That's how you build their confidence. And Tim Hasselbeck mentioned that. And I was like, spot on. And that's what we've seen. Yep. So I'm with you. I-, I think it continues. I hope it does. Hope it does anyway. But we're going to have to find out, and we'll talk more about it and other games next week. Till then, we're out of time. This is Graham Powell. Brother Brown, 4-0 and in fantasy. What, <laughs> what? 2-2 two and two here. Deuces, y'all. <laughs> two in Peace. a row, though. Two in a row. Hey, watch out now. <laughs>